go. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right, throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shib. Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on coin market cap. Now you can buy SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place to buy is Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following at SHIB token on Twitter. There you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, and everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shiba Inu. Diamond Paws, SHIB to the moon. All right, let's start the show. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! He's obviously autistic or something i feel sorry for him and welcome back to the evil mark show my name is mark hammond and i'm happy to be the mark in the evil mark show i'm a broadcaster uber sports nerd ready to take you on your sports talk journey now some people call me pinguino supremo but today i will be your spengali while we dive into the funny odd weird and interesting stories from the world of sports we are officially official in the off season super bowl is done NFL draft is on the horizon, NBA season is in full swing, and the next big event will be the 2024 NCAA basketball tournament. Now, at this point, I'd like to welcome my co-host and co-conspirator. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy, my rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese. Eric, host of the File Under Entertainment podcast and your based movie podcast merchant, Eric Stevens. <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good, Mark. I'm happy to be here on record day uh how are you doing buddy that's the Um, the more important question i am doing great i am here i i am i'm tied into the world of sports now i'm more engaged than ever i've watched uh i've watched at least six college basketball games i watched (laughs) i've watched the uh the super bowl uh the halftime show was the most shocking thing i i who knew the one thing i had planned that we didn't get to on our, our our superb bowl 58 episode was uh like whenever we we put together we outline it like i have like four hours worth of content <laughs> like and we had a rough we, we were getting to chris who came in and by the way was our was our uh, mock my world champion by the way so shout out chris <laughs> uh, uh yeah it, it, let me see and uh, let me see and i, I think I, I i received an email from eric this was his reaction this sucks <laughs> and it's horseshit <laughs> But I'm too polite to say anything because I'm a class act. <laughs> so Chris wins, but for that episode, so we had like an hour and a half. We should have planned two, but I, I like for some reason I was like, I think we'll, I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to fill a whole three hours, even with the big super episode. Obviously, we blew right past that. I <laughs> way underestimated it again. But one of the things I had planned, and now I wish I would have like forced my way into it, was it was like when we were talking about the halftime show, I was going to do a mini file under entertainment with. Usher. Oh no! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had five. Oh, I'm so disappointed that we didn't get to that. Oh no. <laughs> well, I, hey man, we have time right now. If you're really missing <laughs> no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> the moment has passed. <laughs> you could hear me poorly sing along to make love in this club, or <laughs> I forget his other one. But anyway, that whole Super Bowl, 
really sloppy game, really ugly football. It was not a defensive matchup, but just two teams that had about a week's worth of rust uh, trying to figure it out. Didn't really kind of put it all together until the fourth quarter and then overtime. But man, that, that halftime show, I, I got to say, I like I was ready to make the jokes. I had half page written of, of usher over the hill jokes uh <laughs> geriatric jokes uh, uh i had mel tucker is like usher jokes i i mean i was ready to sh- really shit on this guy and i gotta say it like man that that halftime show when when he busts out the roller skates like I, i'm blown away at that point and then and then you see you see little john who i didn't even know was alive is it john or is it john <laughs> is he a frenchman that's no, is that little, his, no, he's just a regular little guy. John J O N. I think. J- yeah. Okay, <laughs> little John. I don't know why I have it written like that, but uh, it's a little John. And I see Ludacris. Ludacris looks like I, like he just stepped out of like a a, a Black Panthers recruitment poster. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Colin Kaepernick did find his way back to the NFL. Right. Look at this. He was holding a lot of forks near a lot of electrical outlets. It looked like it. <laughs> I. <laughs> I thought the motherfucker was going to sell a bean pie. I mean, this guy, he was, I was like, whoa, man, this is, this is like, he's going to start advocating for people to go back to Africa. Like, he looks like super, super. I was like, I was like, you know what? If the next time Spike Lee makes one of those period piece movies and they're like, this is about the Black Panthers, this is when they killed Huey Newton. <laughs> they gotta get, yeah, they got to get ludicrous because he can play that part. And dude's yeah. got range. He must not have any Fast and Furious to film anytime soon if you're looking like that. <laughs> they, yeah, they, someone's got to give him a hot comb or like a haircut. <laughs> I, 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 something because it's, it's pretty brutal. But I was so impressed by that halftime show. I, In fact, the whole first half, I, I hate the Super Bowl. One of the things I hate about the Super Bowl is like most football games, even college football games, and I love college football games, is that yes, you have to pay attention during the action, but I don't have to, I don't have to really pay attention to the pregame. I don't really have to pay attention to the, like the national anthem or, or no, no, no. Let, let me let me throw the first one out: the Black National Anthem, the regular National Anthem, America the Beautiful. Like you don't have to. You're just waiting for controversy to happen, and then once the game starts, you're waiting for the commercials, and then you're if you're an NF, if you're a football fan, now you're watching the game. So for the first. Until the third quarter, I had not taken my eyes off the screen. <laughs> like it was, it was really. I, it, what was your experience with the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, kind of like I was putting in that text. That first quarter, especially that whole first half, was just garbage. The most god awful mm. piece of shit game ever. Like it was going to go probably down in history as like the worst Super Bowl ever. And then it kind of redeemed itself in the second half. And um, the result, you know, mostly just because I was right, just kind of reinvigorated me. Uh, You know, not a huge fan of the Chiefs and especially, you know, don't want another dynasty on our hands, you know, winning two in a row on their way to potentially a third. So, yeah, I mean, not just really thrilled with that, but it was more about being right, you know. So so I liked that a lot. And it was actually entertaining. Yeah. Good fourth quarter, especially, and then overtime was compelling. So from one of the worst to probably one of the best. Yeah. And three-time Super Bowl champion and Texas Tech Red Raider, Ratch. Patrick Mahomes. I, every time 
I him and his weird voice <laughs> just up there. Uh, those I, I think back to that. What was that? Uh, that TCU game with three interceptions, where it was just so clearly he was like Neil O'Donnell. Like, oh hey, there's <laughs> the other guy. Let me throw it right at him like it's a dodgeball. Like, <laughs> just just a historically epic, terrible game for for Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. And here he is, three time Super Bowl winner. Just yeah, some guys just know how to turn it on. And well, like obviously, when you're surrounded by other, you know world beater pieces then <laughs> things good things go for you and then you know they had eric Bianami for a long time you know andy reed is the coach i mean uh steve spagnola like obviously you know they've, they've got pieces in place to have a lot of success there and you know, so credit uh, to them and the, the other thing is here i i got it i got to mention because i know people people email the show and they're like all right so we watched along too. Pretty much, I think pretty much everyone that I kind of got a feel for, I responded back this week, and I was like, "Hey, by the way, how much of the Super Bowl did you watch?" Because me, I would like the third. I was checked out. Like I was literally falling asleep. You have to remember, four Miller Lights deep. I had eaten like, and I'm not even like saying this to be facetious or like trying to be impressive. I'm just telling you as a matter of fact. I ate half a dozen cookies, Eric. <laughs> Six full size chocolate chip cookies with M and M's in them crushed them one right after the other <laughs> nice and it's so the means, super bowl you gotta eat junk right i was like this is the conversation i was having i go you know one time i heard when i was in colorado they were like you know if you eat if you ever go crazy on a day it's all right because your body can only process so many calories so once you go like past the rubicon it doesn't matter like i know that's not true but i heard that somewhere <laughs> so i've always like on the fourth cookie i'm like yeah it doesn't even matter like <laughs> The body can't even process all this shit. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll make it to 64 instead of 65. It's all the cookies are worth it. But so the third, I'm literally sleeping. The fourth, I, I come awake, so I'm awake during the fourth. Fourth into the overtime, but I can tell you by the end of the game, I was dying. But a lot of the people emailed the show. They were wondering what Super Bowl, what's commercial won the super bowl was there it, for me it was hard there was really it really took me a long time to kind of figure out what i thought was the best did you have any front runner in your mind for best super bowl commercial nothing really stood out i mean i was reading kind of like you know everybody always does like the ranking system like oh what were the five best and what were the five worst and like I think like the Christopher Walken one, I liked that one. And it was like number one on like the worst on a, a couple of people's different lists. Like nobody needed to see three minutes of everybody doing Christopher Walken impressions. Like I thought it was funny. I liked it. I, I thought that was good. And like, but uh, what was the one that they, that they really liked that? Oh, I forget, but they really, oh, they liked the fucking Ben Affleck, like the Dunkin' Donuts one. See, like, I, I didn't I, give a shit about that. I didn't care either. I could give a shit less. And then I like, I know Matt Damon's there. I know it's like a big joke because all these stars are there, but I was like, I was like, aren't we done with these people? Haven't we done the, the, the celebrate Ben Affleck and, and, and Matt Damon? Like we've done this before. We've even been jokingly done this before. We meta have done this before. Mm-hmm. And now here they are to sell like bad, <laughs> bad Dunkin' Donuts. To the list. No, I actually like Dunkin' Donuts. I really <laughs> like Dunkin' Donuts, but yeah, I was just like, aren't we done with this? Didn't we already go through all this? Like, if somehow Celine Dion kind of found a way to make a comeback, like wouldn't there be part of you just be like, come on, we we did this before. It's like, uh, it's, it's like Avatar. Like, come on. Like, all right, we made the first one a hit. Like we don't need nine more hours of this shit. Like the first <laughs> three and a half you gave us, we're good. We're, 
you've checked the box, bro. We don't need the epic that no one's going to watch other than high people who have this on their streaming service. We don't need it. We don't need it. Take your glasses and uh, go dive in a fucking ocean. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love them, but gee, no, I, I agree with you. There's a couple ads. Uh, first of all, I'll address the one that everyone emailed me about the Jesus thing. Yes. Immediately. The only thing I liked about the Jesus one was that, uh, uh, I was able to bust off a joke right in the middle of the party where it says, Jesus, you know, Jesus washes feet. And I was like, kinky. <laughs> <Got a lab>. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and a friend in her turn to me goes like, that's kind of sacrilege. And I'm like, well, you should listen to my show. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's what we do best. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should hear us break down the God versus devil space football. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got Paul as a mouthy wide receiver as a diva, that, but I'm like, yeah, that's what we traded. So, I mean, did, we're like Debo from Rudy. Like we're just like two labs Catholics, essentially. Yeah. Like it, like, you know, we don't say goddamn every couple seconds, but I mean, we could start like that way if yeah. you want to be more sacrilegious. Like, we could do it. <laughs> hey, I, I always preface with preface it with I love JC, but so I feel like I feel like I'm okay. You're covered. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, covered. I'm covered. Yeah. I was like, it's like the no homo thing. As soon as you say that, you're covered. Like, it's all right. You can go do whatever you want. You just, you said the words, so you're, you're fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I thought the Dunkin' Donuts was the worst one. The Jesus one was the weirdest one just because I was like, who's spending money for this? Uh, it, the, I had two favorites. The, the first one was, uh, I love the walk in. I really did not think you were going to mention it. I, I, I was like, I, I love it because walk in and his weird voice and everyone does it. <laughs> Jay Moore does like the best. Christopher Walken impression of all time. Uh, but I, it, it ran in a few markets around the country. I think it was only like the top 25 or 30 markets in the country, but there was a, a Kanye West uh, commercial to promote his new uh, record. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. And he's I, basically like, we spent all the money on this, the, the time we, we didn't spend any money on the commercial. See, <laughs> I, like, I, I know that you're a, I'm not a Kanye fan. So I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I know that we've talked about like divorcing the art from the human being. Like the guy, I, I don't know. He's just so pretentious and full of himself. Like he, he, like you can even take like genius level material, and it's just like if you're such a fucking human shitbag, like I'm just, I'm not going to give you credit for even like the, the good stuff that you did. So I don't know. I just, I can't do. It. I don't like him. So the only thing you know, if he, if Kanye West were a woman, like. One, he'd be in an institution, and two, he wouldn't have access to any of that money. It, it's, yeah, it's only the fact true. that Kanye West is a man is is that he's allowed to kind of operate and roam freely. <laughs> they they never st- if there's a very dangerous man somewhere, people are just like, well, he hasn't done anything yet. Like, what can we do? Like, they just shrug their shoulders. But you get a dangerous woman in an area, they're like, yeah, obviously we need to lock her up for her own safety. Like, right. it's just it's just weird how that happens. Like someone would have intervened there, but yeah, I love that commercial just because it was so it, it filmed so poorly, and here it is in the Super Bowl. And the other one I really loved that got no attention, uh, but I thought uh, not because I particularly like his message or I endorse him or I would vote for him. I've I've heard interviews with him. I think he's a little bit of a a nutter, but the I love the Robert F Kennedy uh, for president commercial <laughs> just because of how it was, this, so, it was weird. It was weird. It was old timey. And I was like, I was like, this is such an interesting piece. 
and it's so outside of itself that no one's going to get it. Like I was, I was like, people are just going to see that and they're going to be like, oh yeah, I, I think I once saw a Coca-Cola can with a weird design like that. Like no one is going to yeah. get it. it, but it was just, it was like, I think it was meant for, for us generation Xers. And uh, for those who even even like uh, younger boomers to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Like see, see Kennedy, like it feels good. Like well, Kennedy. But, but the message of like vote independent, which I, I think we both can agree is like, mm. let's get away from the two party system. Yes. Let's go for more. Let's get more independent peoples in office where it's not just like, you know, strict party line kind of thing. Let's actually work together to make this uh, country a better place. Not make America great again. Not, not <laughs> Are you that. sure? <laughs> yes. Are you sure? Let's make the country a better place, which is a wholly different message than, than the other guys uh, shtick. But um <laughs> And also, like, not build back better or whatever the fuck that other, like, the Biden one is. Like, I, yeah, let's, I liked the message of go independent, uh, but that needed to reach the younger audience. And I think, like, the, the styling and with the nostalgia, kind of the old timey presentation, like you said, it was going to reach the people that probably already are affiliated with the party. Who it needs to reach is the young up and coming voters and be like, oh, so we don't just have to vote the same way that my parents voted. We can have our own thoughts and, <laughs> and opinions on things that's the message that it needed to reach and i think that that kind of fell really flat in that respect. I, I love the kennedys the kennedys are like one of my all-time favorite he's he's right up he's cut right up that alley of like of course he would produce like a weirdo like <laughs> a strange guy and i i love his anti-pharma stuff but like i don't know some other stuff i think he's he goes a little bit too far uh, but yeah, really nice nostalgia commercial. But another one that I was like, I was, I was at the party and I'm telling people like, Oh, what this means is that. And what's this mean? And they're like, yeah, no one normally got that. They're, they're like, well, we're waiting to get some like Doritos commercials or like beer commercials. <laughs> they're like, no one is trying to, to, to dissect your weird nostalgic, uh, callback to Americana or sixties Americana and progressivism, uh, not the weird version that it is today. Like no one's going to get that. <laughs> you got to do a Bernie thing. You got to get some young people in there. You got to get like, uh, you got to get, uh, that high dollar sign. I think is a, a rap <laughs> name. <laughs> you got to get that guy. <laughs> and who's the guy who uh, has people stomped to death at his concerts, Travis Scott. Oh my god! See that guy, <laughs> get some guys and you're doing some stuff. Then you can, then you gotta mess. With Robert Kennedy, when when his this whole campaign thing is done, we 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 gotta we gotta talk. But who's the guy? Stop to death. He did right, or is that he is did? It? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm like, gosh, I yeah. hope I didn't get that right. Like, like, no, no. They the crowd stomped him. Well, the crowd did stop him to death. I, but I don't think he did yeah. anything about. It. Yeah, he did nothing. Absolutely nothing, which is part of the issue. Yeah. He could have at least sang a nice Kelly Collection song while the man was ensuing. But you know, some people are not classy. But uh, we do actually have a sports show for you today, maybe. So enough rambling for me. Let's get right into our rundown. What the hell is a rundown? <laughs> the rundown. This is your rundown for Thursday, February fifteenth, two thousand twenty-four. No, it's two thousand. 24, but it's, it's, 2024. It's, it's February. Well, it's February yeah. 14th when we're recording, but it is going to be 15. But we, if we, if we, I know we're going to miss you, but happy Valentine's day. I hope everything worked out. Um, 
is everything good with you? Like, were you able to to do? If you know, Mistress's Valentine's Day is actually the thirteenth, so it's 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 the uh, the day before or the day after is when you celebrate your mistress. So, happy Mistress Day um, to those of you who are mistresses and those who are mistresses, um, even mistresses who are in the SMN thing. Bless all of you. Thank you for listening. Uh, episode number 209. Make sure you're following us on Twitter slash X at EBLMRK. Look for hashtag EMS209 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talked about in today's episode. Also, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on TikTok for additional Mark-related content. Make sure you're following early, early, early. Please, please, please. I think we got we got a couple, uh, uh, at least 100 people in there over there. So, yeah, please make sure you're there. Uh, we're going to have some teaser content sooner then you think, make sure you're following on TikTok at Ask Evil Mark. All right. So we have America's favorite cat-based podcast trivia game, What's Wrigley Watching, presented by Chewy.com. Last week, our winner used the clues and Google to get to find the answer, Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip. You'll have all new clues for this week to find out who will be our next What's Wrigley Watching champion. Also, Got a minute for some sports news? We have Waffle House Minute and New York Minute for your listening pleasure. We discover the wonders of NYC like a first-time tourist. Also, it's Thursday. You know what that means. We're going to be handing out some taco awards, the tastiest awards and all the sports talk. But first, before we jump into Thursday, we've got some shout-outs for our listeners and supporters. I just hate them because they, they, they low down, they dirty, they some snitches. <laughs> Before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to look inside this episode's description to find links to our social media pages, where to get your Evil Mark Show t-shirt, uh, all sizes. We go all the way up to a 4X. And there's a 5X in there, so you can get a shirt. If you're looking for a t-shirt, got you covered. Uh, they deliver fast. Also, links to our sponsors. Uh, you can also find a link to the Evil Mark Show Discord. And Apple listeners can actually sign up right now for EMS Plus, $5 a month. Uh, you get a, the uh, special content that's already in the hopper. Uh, Ask Mark anything will only be available there. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to pause right here. Let me save my spot in line. And also make sure you contact us anytime by emailing the show at show at evilmark.com. Once again, show at evilmark.com. The last Ask Mark Anything was actually the fastest growing show we've had in 30 days. Nice. Yeah. Do, do you want to know what the worst show in the past thirty days was? I don't know. Do I? I don't know if I do or not. It was our. It was our Michigan Wolverines championship special edition. <laughs> <laughs> Lowest listened to episode in thirty days ever. Ever. That's fair. Since since you'd have to go back to within the first ten episodes ah, to find one that's that low I, ranked, and rightfully so. I, I think everyone was just kind of. Joining in solidarity with us, they knew <laughs> they knew we were. They didn't want to hear anymore. It, it was a four-digit number, and it was it was on the lower end. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yeah, just, no, nobody wanted to celebrate the Michigan Wolverine, and we didn't I mean, either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to give a shout out to these new and existing users who have shown us love this past week. Uh, SEC super user, Mizzou man, Hornstown 69, Jenna P, Abdel, Duckman, Christian Norcal, Maze man, James Harden's exquisite beard. And of course the one and only you, a dog. Doug's pump for college basketball season. I think we're going to get closer and closer as we get here next week. I'm going to have some, uh, some, uh, we're just going to take a quick sneak peek in on the NCAA, the men's tournament, just see where we're at as we head into conference tournament time. But for now, we're here to fuck shit up. Every Thursday, Eric joins us. He's the host of the wonderful podcast, File Under Entertainment. It could be easier. It's all alphabetical. 
A-B-C-D, the only movie podcast Nick Cage himself personally listens to. You're Nick fucking! This is the way we talk in Tucson, Arizona. Nick Cage's yeah. favorite podcast. Yeah, Eric. he might be more inclined to listen to it now that it's about movies. I mean, I'm sure at some point in time we'll get to a, a Nick Cage movie. Well, he he says he does not watch. Uh, he does not watch. T- he only recently discovered about long form TV dramas. So I mean, he <laughs> he's going to be a while a while before he gets the podcast. Then yeah, he might. I, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to make it. But Eric, tell us about File Entertainment. What is it? Where can people get it? Uh, yes, thank you. It's uh, a show uh, where our shtick is we go in alphabetical order, talking about media. Um, the season is all about movies. Uh, we got the A episode out there already, uh, Ace Ventura, Airbud, and Alien vs. Predator, in which Mark joined to talk about Airbud. So if you've heard us talk for a long, long time about Airbud. You actually get to hear us break down that film in its entirety in the first episode. Uh, the B episode just dropped at Blade Runner 2049, uh, the Boondock Saints, which I know that Mark is very, <laughs> very passionate about, and Brotherhood of the Wolf. Um, so, yeah, good stuff there. And uh, Mark will be joining us again for C, another one of his uh, favorite films, Caddyshack, but it's actually Jared's selection. Uh, Mark is going to be talking about uh, Cool Hand Luke, and we're also going to be covering The Crow. So Mark had uh, dubbed it. It's the legendary episode. So that one is uh, uh, it's going to be a ways off, actually. Uh, the B episode just dropped. So, yeah, that's going to be a good one. The B one, I haven't got a chance to listen to. I'm going to listen to it tonight when I go and do my my exercise. I, I'm I'm I I really wanted a preview, so I saw that you tweeted out the. I, I saw that there was a link to the episode, of course, at um at file under pod, right? That's your mm-hmm. uh, Twitter handle. So right. I saw I saw you, and I follow them. So if you're following, if you're following our show, you can find you can just see who I follow. I only follow like less than 100 people, so they're right up on their uh, file under uh, pod, and. I saw that you posted the link and then I also saw that you posted an article that you talked about inside the episode. I haven't got a chance to listen to the episode. I'm taking everybody who was a fan of, of Boondock Saints and I was the lone dissenting voice who was not on the podcast. Is, is that the is that what I'm feeling or or did you guys have some uh, Boondock Saints naysayers? I mean, we criticized some parts of it, but I mean, I think, yeah, as a whole, we, we definitely had more appreciation for it. We had, <laughs> we had more flattering thing, flattering things to say than it was like a, what you said, it was a clan rally or something <laughs> like that. And uh yeah, you're like, I, I did not realize that you were quite so like passionate in your uh just complete and utter disdain for that movie. So I think that we had like some good points, hopefully, You'll give it a listen and, um, you know, maybe think more critically about it. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I, 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 I saw just kind of the the comments and from what I heard from Jared, I was like, I was like, yeah, it, it feels like, yeah, that, that that once I got going on why I did not like Boondocks, I could not stop myself. I, and Defoe is so great. Defoe is so wasted. Just. I, I was very uh, pleased that you 
were so passionate about it and that you filled uh, another like you know two sheets worth of uh, notes <laughs> that I got to bring to the table. It, it led to some really good talking points. So I, I think everybody like you got to have your opinion voiced, even though you weren't actually you know a part of the episode. It still felt like you got to be a part of the episode. And then uh, everybody got to kind of comment on that and give their own opinions and kind of in, uh, in deference to it, too. So. Yeah, it went really well. Um, and, uh, about the same length. I think the first, the A episode was like three hours, 15, something like that. And I think this was like 325. So like wow. amazingly only like 10 minutes longer, but we did, uh, spoiler alert, we, like idiots, we forgot to actually rate, rate the movies. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I think, uh, our conversations kind of like made it obvious where we stood on all of them, but yeah, we, <laughs> I, I was so pleased that I came up with um, some new sound drops to play over before the breakdowns that we had. Uh, I was very pleased about including those that we just completely forgot to do the, the ratings of the movies. At the oh, end. geez. Well, well, whatever. <laughs> I'll be listening. I'm going to check it out tonight. So that's file under entertainment um, season. This is season three. This is episode three right because yep. we had the movie madness tournament which is one there was a so go back and check out a which is alvin and the chipmunks no 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 it was <laughs> it was ace ventura um alien versus predator and then of course Airbud, the wonderful and the uh, basketball classic and now the new bs episode b episode just dropped this path tuesday if you have not checked it out go check it out right now boondock saints uh what were the other two brotherhood of the wolf brotherhood and of the wolf. blade Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner. Yeah. I like, you know, actually I'm looking forward to your guys' discussion about Blade Runner 2049. I think I kind of beat that out of Jared already. Cause I was so like, why didn't you pick the first one? But uh, I will be yeah. listening tonight. Uh, please make sure you guys are listening as well. Uh, I'm once again, asking for your financial support. Uh, we, all we ask is that you help support our shows. Please, please, please. If you have not gotten a chance to check out file entertainment, go check it out right now. File entertainment on all platforms where better podcasts are served. All right. Um, they say I had a Twitter site. If you're not already, you need to make sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at EBLMRK. Once again, it's EBLMRK. Look for hashtag EMS209. Also, you can DM me there. I will respond. Come check out your boy, Pinguino, on the Twitter. All right. So let's start today with America's favorite cat-based podcast trivia game to test your knowledge of cinema's greatest movies, TV's favorite sitcoms, and I don't know, videos from video games. Let's play a little what's wrigley watching oh presented by chewy.com and thank you special shout out to old dominion the band for their song the sweetest thing uh, of course the meow mix version uh shout out to them shout out to old dominion the university and of course old dominion the great and wonderful and powerful freight company uh last week the winner was randy in san luis obispo california who correctly guessed alvin and the chipmunks road chip and the clip he chose for us today was a little thing called juicy wiggle which was a scene from this is L, I'm not sure if you remember this band, L-M-F-A-O, which is like party rockers and that like they were like uh, frat boy, uh, gay panic rock, like kind of pop music. Do you remember mm-hmm. this era? <laughs> so this is yeah. 
the guy from that band, LMFAO, and the Chipmunks, where they run into each other and they maybe do a little collabo. I like the classics, but I got a new one for you. Juicy Wiggle! This is my Javel! I walked into the party. I seen some I never saw. Everybody was moving. would you like more no please please god no <laughs> wow that is uh that is some clip from alvin and the chipmunks road chip and of course the uh, the super bowl connection was there's really no movies that mention directly the super bowl but the plot point is to get them down get to miami and at the same time there is a super bowl occurring there which is causing even more flight and travel restrictions a uh, uh, plot point of the movie um Wrigley, sometimes I wonder about these these choices in movies. It goes from <laughs> really, really wonderful stuff. Uh, at one point, there was profound stuff to very, very silly stuff. To, yeah, that's uh, for sure. To, uh, <laughs> I, I think you might be outclassing your cat in skill when it comes to movie taste. <laughs> uh, I and, hope so. Yeah. I'm this, waiting for him to chime up to say that he wants to be a guest on the show and be like, okay, well what movie do you want to discuss? And he's going to be like road chip. And I'm like hard fucking pass. He's like, he's like, look, can I, can I talk about movies from older eras? And you'll be like, yeah, sure. We've done older movies. Like, well, there's this classic. It's called sex drive. It's kind of a raunchy comedy, but not a lot of people will tear me out about the greatest movie of all time, but I'm here to make the argument. (laughs) Yeah. You just be like, really? That's, that's where you're gonna. <laughs> the only thing worse would be to name check a Kurosawa or Fellini somewhere in that, uh, in that desperate plea for for the validity of that movie. But uh, <laughs> Wrigley never ceases to amaze, and and I think I think this week I, I think he might have can a co- can a cat outfox people, but I, I, he might outfox you this week. I do not feel like this is going to be a, a a tape measure one, Eric. Uh, Rickley's been watching more TV or movies or videos from video games. Set us up for this week. Yeah, I think he actually had to sneak out for this one. Wrigley is always wanting to be part of the show, which is why he's lent his paw of approval to our tacos. He's spoiled. He has his own room with his own TV and DVR, which he's been using to watch media to contribute to the show, which is awesome. But unfortunately, since he's a cat, he's not the best at communication. So he's been using the dog's communication buttons to try to tell us about this old piece of media he was watching. Maybe you, dear listener, can be like Randy in San Luis Obispo and help Mark and I piece together what's Wrigley watching. Your clues for this week are mute, (laughs) (laughs) meet cute, then miscommunication, BU dropout. Let's do Titanic. It's Sydney in Sydney <laughs> near the Sydney Opera House. Very good. Let's all sing Natasha Bedingfield. And Blue was getting a little testy <laughs> with Wrigley that uh, her and Go should be a part of this, this thing. So 
this is the best one. <laughs> I think this might be the best clue that's ever been written. So, thank you. So they collectively agreed that the sixth clue could be a combined effort, which we're calling Blues Clues slash Ghost Gift. Last week, it was they got Brody Brighton, the best Bundy, a Big Bang prod. I know you liked that one quite a bit. I did. The House Bunny and Abella, and it was still a big box office bust. Bummer. That was an all-star cast that includes Jason Lee, who was Brody from Mallrats, Justin Long, who was Wallace Brighton from Tusk, Christina Applegate, Played Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. Kaylee Cuoco was Penny in Big Bang Theory. Anna Ferris from The House Bunny and Bella Thorne. And it made only $234 million against a $90 million budget. The lowest by far in the series. And for this week, it is this. Much Ado About Boobies <laughs> is back at the box office for Valentine's. <laughs> Once again, from the top. Meet Cute, Then Miscommunication. BU dropout. Let's do Titanic. It's Sydney in Sydney near the Sydney <laughs> Opera House. Let's all sing Natasha Bedingfield. And Much Ado About Boobies is back at the box office for Valentine's. If you want your pet to be spoiled like Wrigley Ghost Blue Havana and Jared Stinky Birds, that the best thing was actually having him on the show to hear that last time. Uh, <laughs> you can find the best stuff to give them their best life at Chewy.com. As a Chewy affiliate, we earn commission for qualifying purchases. You can find the link in the show notes and get started treating your pets like superstars. I really thought when I was when I when I wrote Sydney and Sydney and the I like I really I was like no. I'm like, this is going to be the best one this week. I'm like, I'm like, it is good. It's very I, good. I, I was like, I might have outdone, outdone myself. I'm like, here, I'm like, look how brilliant I am. And then, and then I, I checked, the, I checked the doc, checked the outline yesterday. No, or I think it was today. And I was like, oh, oh, and I actually read it. And I was like, I was brokenhearted. Great. Oh, no. Much <laughs> ado about boobies is back. <laughs> Just. Man, you, it's too bad that Vulture and Pitchfork are going away. You'd have been a perfect headline, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was all blue and ghosts. They come up, they came up Oof. with that one. Oh, man. Next level stuff. So make sure you send your answers to show at evilmark.com. Once again, that's show at evilmark.com. Uh, what I need is I need the name of the movie. Uh, I know what clip I'm going to pull. So you can send me your clip, but I know what clip I'm going to play. Uh, <laughs> so make sure you're sending your answers to show at evilmark.com. Once again, it's show at evilmark.com. I need the name of the movie. Your don't need your clip, but I do need where your location, the uh, your your name or whatever they call you, and where you're located. Please, 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 guys. When you just by the way, when you email the show, please uh, let me know your name. Let me know where you're from. Uh, city and state please it kind of helps us kind of determine our marketing uh we'd like to know where you're from anyway we'd like to see that there's people from all over the country who are listening always uh yeah it's always very nice cool throw. whenever i get to to see those uh, it's like wow we got listeners there huh that's, that's a lot of pretty awesome we actually had uh 140 last week in uh in southampton in the uk Okay. Who these fourteen people are? (laughs) Who's who's there? What X? I don't even know where Southampton is. I didn't even know there was a Northampton. I don't even know where Hampton is. There's not Southampton. Is a a very cool place that is on the eastern seaboard. Uh, That's a very neat place. They got a really good uh, football team, the Black Cats. So yeah, nice. Southampton actually uh, have played as Southampton in uh, uh, a FIFA kind of career 
So very fucking cool. I, I like to hear that quite a bit. Hopefully they're still listening so they get to hear that, that, that praise. Yeah. I, 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 they must be recent because I've ranted about it all the time. <laughs> and there was one, the other one was in Manchester for the month, for the entire month. We okay. had 14 from Southampton last week and one overall in the past 30 days from, uh, from Manchester. Uh, hey. Jen, Jennifer was nice enough to pull these. Uh, uh, I just look at the American stats. I never really look at the other ones. And she did a deep dive into our, our foreign plays just to kind of see where, where like, why would you be in Jakarta and be listening to the show? Like, I have no idea. But we had one in the past 30 days. We had uh, two from Sri Lanka. Um, we had uh, a handful, four from South Korea. Um, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they're uh, service members. Hey, that's true. If that's the case, um, I, I mean, I know that Mark and I and Jared, all of us, kind of hate when people have thanked us for our service. But I mean, I, I guess that's the thing you do. Like, how else do you express your appreciation? Thank you for your service and uh, for being on the front lines for us. If that's what you're doing, if you're just some rando, well, <laughs> yeah. What if you're heaven, an expat? I mean, thanks, but what the hell? <laughs> What if you're like a passport bro? You're just a guy who's moved to Guatemala to get a, a traditional wife. What if you're that guy? If you're that expat, can he? I mean, they're listening to, to the show. Eric? Like, <laughs> yeah. sure, like they're listening to the show. Like until they do something uh, horrible or uh, you know, like uh, anti-humanitarian, then you know, I will call them out. But as long as they're listening, doing, it doesn't matter where they are. As long as they're not doing the McAfee thing, like down there where he went <laughs> libertarian crazy ass. And that's like, I love that documentary. It, I, I, I always, I've seen it like three times because I always forget that I watch it. So it, it's really thrilling when you first watch it. And then, and then you just, it just all slips out of your mind. But I, oh, it always comes back to me. There's, you get three quarters of that way through the, the, that documentary. And before you get into the part of like, you know, he's, he's running from the law in these Central American countries, it gets to this point where, he's hiring prostitutes. And then you find out that like the prostitutes are shitting on him. And that's where that's the part of the documentary. You go, Nope, Nope, Nope. I have to, I got to step back at this point. Like, I that's when Jared know. really gets interested. <laughs> Jared's like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. like, that, like, wait, yeah. they'll do all that for how much? <laughs> Book yeah. my flight. He seems like the kind of guy who would go on a libertarian like bender of like he got rich. He would be like McAfee kind of rich, like like in Guatemala with a machine gun playing Tarkov for real. <laughs> he has famously said if he won the lottery, like some substantial amount of money, he wouldn't even leave Stephen's point. He just said that he would buy some buildings, build a dome for his birds, and stay in his shitty fucking town in central Wisconsin. Like that, that is a man that is not like acclimated to any kind of like higher city living for sure. No, like, no matter how much money. And hey, you know, God bless him. And when, when I offered him the, the theoretical of buying Epstein Island and owning it and doing whatever he wants with it, his only concern was that there wasn't a noodles and company on the island. <laughs> that was the, that was the major thing. Like, right. <laughs> and, the resolution, the theoretic resolution would be that we would build a strip mall on Epstein's <laughs> Island so he'd feel more comfortable. <laughs> I, th- I don't think you want to use the word strip and Epstein in, in the same keta. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Just well, saying. Well, got a minute? A Waffle House minute? A New York minute? Let's start 
with America's favorite non-cat-based sports talk game, New York <laughs> Minute and Waffle no House likes Minute. This. Yeah, no one likes this. <laughs> this is sponsored by Wrigley. By the Wrigley. <laughs> this is his hate on humans. But before we get to the next topic, <laughs> let's play a quick game of the South's fastest growing sports talk segment. The mid, uh, the yeah, no, no, New York's fastest growing sports talk segment. The South's fastest growing sports talk segment. It's time for Waffle House Minute and New York Minute. All right, so each contestant gets one minute exactly to tell a very important Southern or New York story before they hear the buzzer. <laughs> And then we'll move on to the next story. So, Eric, you have our Waffle House Minute. I think this has been the first time in a long time you've had a Waffle House Minute. This is the first yeah. one back. Uh, it's been a long time. I, last week, I, I brought up Bucky's, the wonders of uh, Truck Stop Americana. <laughs> uh, it, it, what, what great Southern story. Let me get 60 seconds on the clock. Uh, gosh, it's been a long time since we did this. Uh, all right. Let go out the sound effect. Here we go. Waffle House Minute. From the Waffle House, located just off the Beltway. Hey, hey, seeds! Check out the full article <laughs> written by Tape Wilson for much more info than I can give you in just a minute. But I'll do my best to get you invested. At this show, we tend to like underdogs. So, how about some under frogs? The TCU Horn Frogs women's basketball team was off to a fourteen and zero start, the longest winning streak in school history. But then the wheels came completely off with. Three starters succumbing to injury in January, forcing the team to forfeit two games and hold an open tryout on campus to fill roster spots. And with the second smallest student body in the Power Five behind only Wake Forest, it wasn't going to be easy. Still, 50 girls met the pre-qualifiers of being full-time students with previous high school basketball experience who passed a pre-participation physical. Of those 54 were selected, volleyball scholarship athlete Sarah Sylvester, uh, high school champ Piper Davis, who's the daughter of former All-Wack Gonzaga guard Jared Davis. Micaiah Moore, high school champ and MVP, who had given up the sport to go pre-med. And Ella Hamlin, who had scholarship offers from other schools for basketball, but elected to go into nursing at TCU instead. Now, all four have had their lives completely turned around, having to reschedule classes and in general adjust to the rigors, but also the perks and the newfound attention of collegiate athletics. I really cannot do this story or article justice, so I urge you to head over to X at EVLMRK to read it in its entirety and become a new fan of the TCU women's basketball team and get in on the ground floor before the inevitable Disney movie adaptation. Hopefully a crossover with Air Bud. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. But yeah, no, that'll be the first thing we tweet tomorrow. So look for hashtag EMS209. You'll find that link right there. Yeah, check it out. Really, really interesting read. Really, really cool story. Um, let's get to our New York minute. Oh, and we have the, uh, we have the correct New York sound, uh, amplified, ready to go. Uh, Eric, put 60 seconds on the clock for me. I'm ready for you. Here we go. You really are the most devious bastard in New York City. Hey, jerk offs. You know who's not exactly feeling the NYC vibe? New Yorkers, bro. No one hates New York more than New Yorkers. They got that love-hate thing with the Big Apple, but no one loves New York like tourists and new Knickerbockers. So it's no surprise that newest Nick Bojan Bogdanovic is loving NYC. He's all in. He's lining up for those I Heart New York t-shirts like it's a limited drop. Bojan's first quarter in the orange-white standing O. He's loving it, saying, we all European players dream to play in the garden. But the pressure's on now. Ducks uh, Knicks fans have a short fuse. You can go from Patrick Ewing to some bum getting yelled at by Spike Lee in a New York minute. The Garden Faithful can turn on you that quick. Hell, even mayors might get ca- caught feeling the heat. 
the I Heart New York shirt, what happens when things start going down? How's that shirt? That shirt's going to feel like a joke. He gets mugged on the subway. He gets upset with the foreign taxi driver, and it starts to wear on him. He can go from Love Fest to trade me anywhere else in in a New York minute. But hey, it's sink or swim. And Bojan's either going to rise to the occasion or get swallowed up by the city. For now, he's flying high countdown days until a second MSG appearance. But all of this could change. If we learned anything from Carrie Bradshaw and the Sex and the City Girls, it's New York is a tough place to make it. And becoming beloved with the Knicks, that's a goddamn tall order. Was I over? Way over? Uh, about 10 seconds. but. Ah. The same thing. I didn't want to stop you, so I, I paused the buzzer. So. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? Have you ever thought about moving to New York City? Has it thought ever crossed your mind? No, never, not once. Um, Me no. either. <laughs> I, I I see those like one those like studio apartments that are, like two hundred square feet on TikTok sometimes, and I'm always like, and they're like, yeah, this is like seventeen hundred dollars a month, and this is yeah, like, exactly. Uh, they're like, this is a great one because you actually get the toilet isn't just like covered by a sheet. Like you get a whole separate, you get a little cubby door where you can go in and actually use the toilet. Or this, sometimes they, like the restroom is down the hall. Like you're sharing communal bathrooms. Right. Because, yeah. I, I don't know how people do it, but I mean, city living, some people are just more uh, acclimated to it. Can, can you imagine like Jared in, in New York City for even five minutes? Like I, I can't see it. I, I can't like I, I can't even see like if uh, like everything worked out everything blew up and I was like Jared I need you to come work with me in like Las Vegas like I couldn't see him making it there I don't think he can make it in Phoenix like I I, I don't know how he's gonna the man is yeah, made for a small a, town Midwest right exactly he's not a, a city person at all so oh in him in New York City like yeah he's I I'm telling you he doesn't like the Carl Pilkin <laughs> but I'm just Come on now. I mean, I, I don't know from Manchester, which is kind of like yeah. a dumb, dumb area, right? He doesn't like it because I think it rings too true. I think it hits too close to home and he mm-hmm. doesn't like it for that reason. But he's right there, right? <laughs> 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 we're, we're literally all playing out that dynamic. Someone mentioned that in the email about the, the, the Super Bowl uh, episode. They were like, especially when he started to get way off track with his comparisons to Dan Marino. And, uh, and I was just like, I'm not even going to jump down there and start correcting all that stuff. I'm just going to let it stand. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you just let him run. They're like, we're playing out the dynamics. The, the Ricky, that makes you Steven Merchant, which kind of. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, I'm fine with that. And then I'm the offensive little schlubby. Well, if I can get his money, then I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'll take yeah. Stephen Merchant's money too. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he would. Do, he's a perfect Carl Pilkington. But uh, let's get into. Uh, let's keep the show going, and let's make sure we take care of our business partners. Let's do some cheap plugs, and I like this one because I don't have to read it. It's perfect because today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shib Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on CoinMarketCap. You can buy a hashtag SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges like Mark's favorite of Coinbase. But the best place to find more information is by following at Token on X. There you'll find the links to the Discord, subreddit, Telegram, and everywhere else to find more info on Shiba Inu. Diamond paws, SHIB to the moon, baby. 
now we we've talked about this this is a big day episode number 209 it's thursday you know what that means it's time to hand out some taco awards now we have been talking about this is our normal uh raining tacos uh, uh theme music for and usually we talk over it Usually we talk over it. We, we, we either play sound effects. We are looking for a new song. So we're just demoing some ones. We're just going to throw a couple out every week. You, you let us know. First up, Eric, mm-hmm. we've had this one before. Uh, it's not quite the – people thought I was going to go right out the gate with the Kelly Clarkson. But no, I, I corrected myself. <laughs> I, I'm going to go not but three skips ago. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Wow. I that's gonna be hard to beat. That's a strong contender. Yeah, what else we, we got though? Anyway, we will have one new one each week. We we got a couple ones. Uh there's I'm looking for a I have a, a, a Kelly Clarkson con broken and busted and beautiful or whatever the hell the name is as long as i have an eight ver- an eight bit version coming <laughs> we'll see if that that's what we'll try oh, next week mm, I, mm, that's pretty cool oh can we get an eight bit version of uh lit up oh i think eric has just solved everything we need <laughs> i think we have a winner in the clubhouse i think we have a a tiger woods in his reds in his red shirt on a sunday yes we will get to work uh jennifer uh, uh, in what are we seeing? Schenectady. Schenectady. I don't know. It's like Secaucus. I always forget. Schenectady. Uh, our producer. Uh, you're cutting the show. Please, please, please follow up on that. <laughs> we need a lit up, uh, eight bit version. Uh, the whole, the whole thing. I need the whole entire song. I don't need just a wrap around. <laughs> wow. I need the whole song, and then we'll we'll work on our we'll work on cutting the wrapping it up into a sound effect. <laughs> Uh, but Taco Thursday is our version of a weekly award show. We reward the best places, people, things with the best award. Anyone can receive a taco. Eric, I would appreciate if you got us kicked us off this week. Who is your first taco for? For sure. Clay Sourteague on Bro Bible came up with a pretty good title for this article already. It's, quote, soccer star sentenced to six years in prison for smuggling huge amount of cocaine, end quote. But I couldn't help but feel like he was just so close with all the S's to something really magical in the vein of an alliterative clickbait headline. So let's just say that it's really the following, quote, soccer star sentenced to six years in slammer for smuggling super sack of smack taco. (laughs) Doesn't that sound super? Let's get into it. Dutch player Quincy Proms made 50 appearances for the Netherlands national team and was a featured member of the Ajax squad that won their league in 2020-2021. He played in 17 matches for Russian, Russian club Spartak Moscow, scoring six goals and assisting six times. Six just seems to be an ongoing theme with this guy. But <laughs> Omar Garrick of The Athletic reports, quote, the 32-year-old was accused of being involved in the smuggling of two shipments of cocaine into the Belgian port of Antwerp via the Cap San Nicolas container vessel in January 2020. The first batch was hidden in sacks of salt and involved 650 blocks of cocaine. The second batch had a logo of a tiger stamped on it and weighed in at 712 kilograms after being intercepted by Belgian police. End quote. So 712 kilograms, that's over 1,500 pounds of booger sugar for context. (laughs) 
And that's not all. Proms was sentenced to six years for the smuggling offense. That's on top of an 18-month sentence that he received for, get this, stabbing his cousin in the <laughs> knee at a family party. Judge M. Van Drager said, quote, The suspect is regularly in the news, is active on social media, and has fans worldwide. Not only his sporting achievements, but also the wealth he flaunts make him an example for many and, as the court assumes, especially for young people. This makes it even more objectionable that the suspect tries to increase his wealth and possibly also prestige in certain circles through involvement in large international drug transports, end quote. So Proms is off to prison, but I mean, it's prison in Belgium. And even though they're reported as overcrowded, they probably still have croissants and Belgian chocolate. <laughs> and hey, don't worry about him. He's already capable of shanking family, so he'll have no problems <laughs> defending himself. Here's some evil Mark Show tacos, Quincy Proms. I don't know if you can have them on the inside, and I wouldn't recommend trying to smuggle them, <laughs> smuggle them in because it turns out you're not very good at it. <laughs> A couple things here: the, the over thirteen hundred pounds of cocaine, which is like, wow, uh, unbelievable. And he only got six years for that. Like in this country, he'd be he, the rest of his life he would be in federal prison, <laughs> even as a first timer. Like that much weight, wow. That's he's like Scarface. Like one, <laughs> like, and he's only getting six years. That's the other thing. six years in Belgium. Like I'm like. I'm sure it's, it's probably not like a picnic or maybe they do have a picnic day, but like, probably. I imagine like, like Europeans, they got to have a field day. They probably yeah. have one every Only month. on Monday, Wednesday <laughs> and Fridays. Yeah, then, then we can have family here. We have picnic and it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. He got away with that. But you mentioned Booker sure. I'm trying to think <laughs> cocaine has got like the, it's got the best like words and verbiage around it. Cause you got blow, got bump, there's always people who are like the big C, which unfortunately cancer got really popular and that kind of pushed <laughs> right. kind of muscle out yes. cocaine. It's damn, it's a damn shame. Damn that cancer. Uh, there's crack. Uh, there's dust, flake, line, nose candy, booger sugar, as you mentioned, pearls, rails, snow. Snow is one I hear <laughs> all the time. Sneeze, sniffy, <laughs> b-ball, toot. Toot. Oh, I love toot. I've used that one before. And of course, the good old Mount Rock or Mount White Rock. <laughs> uh, it, it does have the best names. Well, maybe like marijuana's got a lot of good, like it got a like good funny names, but like cocaine's not pretty good, pretty good nicknames. Yeah, there's no like women's names, you know, like uh weed has like Mary Jane, you know, that you can like associate with a female. Like what, what does Coke have? Like yeah. <laughs> Kelly Coxon. Kelly Coxon. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Coxon. <laughs> that bitch is moving weight, bro. <laughs> uh, broken and beautiful bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? <laughs> what's the easiest cancer to beat? Like ball cancer, right? It's like the easiest one, right? So. Uh, Okay. So let, let's say you could have either get ball cancer or you get Kelly Clarkson's weight in gold. But you have to take the ball cancer. You get Kelly Clarkson's weight in gold. Like, 
like when currently because didn't she currently lose a yeah lot of she okay. lost think, a lot so she, she's she's on the she downward spirit. you had been better six months ago before the ozempic but now you're, st- you're still gonna <laughs> <The Ozempic. laughs> you're, 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 you're gonna make out it like a bandit because you know it's over two i mean come on i mean we're being nice here but come on you know that it starts at the two right so <laughs> two bills in gold mm. weight that's a lot of gold. But, so but that's you ha- cash. You go against it. It's. I mean, it's very beatable. And like, even if you lose your balls, like, I mean, you can take like testosterone. You know, like replacements. Yeah. Like balls are just gross anyway, right? Like as long as you still got the dick, like you're good. You don't really need the balls. Like it's, it kind of just get in the way, and you know, the older you get, the the saggier they get. So. Like you have more opportunity of like accidentally sitting on them. Like, you know, you don't want that. Like, yeah, I think I'm going to take that deal. I'll take your day. You're taking, I'll lose Kelly, the balls and get the, the weight in gold. Yeah. The Kelly Clarkson's weight in gold. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a plot point somewhere. <laughs> Please. Anyone feel free to take that and run with that. Uh, yeah. Crazy story. Um, let me get to my first one. It's got a lot of audio. I call this first taco, the official, the official first taco, the official, official offseason, the super sad, and super solemn, almost suicidal Super Bowl final call, Taco. And I'm giving to San Francisco 40 ra- 49ers radio announcers, Greg Papa and Tim Ryan, who couldn't hold their tongues or keep the emotions in check during the final Super Bowl call on the radio. Let's go back to Super Bowl Sunday here. So we're in overtime for Super Bowl 58. The Niners just scored at the beginning of overtime. Niners fans everywhere are losing their minds and fans are ready to riot. But I guess not many were up to date on the NFL rules since Casey had a crack at tying the game or winning the game outright. Cut to the Chiefs driving all the way down to the field and putting full, putting their full balls on display, speaking of balls, uh, with a Mahomes <laughs> to Hardman game-cinching touchdown that sent the 49ers radio team into a spiral. Let me play this audio for you here. This is on this is the radio call, the final call for in San Francisco for the 49ers uh for this game. So the overtime, Chiefs are coming in, they're throwing the pass. This is the radio call for the San Francisco 49ers. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right, throws, touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> that's that's some, like, that's like sad Bill Walt. Like when he starts <laughs> talking about the death of the Pac-12, it's like he gets that kind of tone. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, McCole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! That's what I want to call out. The dang it. <laughs> the, the fake swear uh, by, by the announcer. Despite their efforts to remain composed, they couldn't contain their frustration, letting out that loud dang it as they watched their team narrowly miss clinching their first Super Bowl title since 1994. Uh, it's hard not to emphasize with this team, even as someone like myself who doesn't support that team and is technically a division rival, the pain of coming so close only to fall so short is something I can relate to. So R.I.P., 09 Super Bowl Cardinals. On the flip side, the Kansas City Chiefs radio announcers were over the moon when Hardwin scored the game winning touchdown. Andrew Joseph of For the Win uncovered the video of their exhilarating radio call shared via awful announcing, and it's like night and day compared to the somber tone of the previous call. Let me play this sound for you. This is the sound 
of, of the Chiefs' radio call on the final touchdown. Notice the, the subtle differences. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A little bit more energy, right? A little <laughs> different. A little bit just more. Just a, a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. Wow. That's a, that's a weird one. <laughs> the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. Not... Okay, so it, it, it can't all be a miracle on ice, right? <laughs> Do you believe in miracle? I mean, I, I guess they all can't be that. They all can't be uh, uh, Jackson, you know, you know, the granddaddy of them all. They all can't be winners, but the the castle is starting history class. That's weird. That's a very That's- weird way of saying that. <laughs> You got to think that they're thinking of it. I'm getting sidetracked. So the beauty of the final call moment is definitely in the eye of the beholder. And to pick Papa, I'm going to pick Papa and Ryan. I'm awarding Evil Mark Shotaka with Wrigley's paw of approval because, hey, no Lombardi trophy. I've never heard of anybody drunkenly ordering a Lombardi trophy after a long, bitter night full of heartbreaking disappointment and drinking. I haven't heard no one say, I need to get me some Lombardi trophy. No, no, no. But you will hear them say that about tacos. So enjoy these Evil Mark Show tacos. Best to you guys. And I'm sorry for your loss. Actually, I'm not. I'm not really sorry for your loss. <laughs> San Francisco, even though I know it's it's not the Giants, uh, still, to see anything San Francisco fall on its face is like seeing anything Seattle fall on its face. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Hey, like when I heard radicals were taking over Seattle and they were like, oh, they're burning it, making downtown unsafe. I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like, I, I stand with the, the activist protesters, whatever they're, whatever Shout they're protesting about. Shout out to our about. Seattle listeners. Yeah. Whatever, Jen, whatever. can you find out uh, where we at with those numbers? Plummeting? <laughs> precipitously? We? Okay. I'm just saying that a rebel band took over your city. I'm I'm all for whatever they're for. <laughs> if if they're free Palestine, guess what? Now I'm free Palestine. If you're if if you're against Seattle, then I'm for you. Then we we can find wow. some common ground. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no love lost in the Niners. Like, but yeah, I, don't you think though on these radio calls that like if you know that you're the Kansas City Chiefs now, so you know like. What am I going to say when they win a big game? You probably are spitballing some ideas, right? Like, or do you just go in cold and you think you're just going to summon the muse in that moment? Mm, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, me personally, I think I would, at the risk of like, I would be in the back of my mind, I would be worried about jinxing it. Like, I, it's like I don't want to think too hard on it because I don't want to, you know, potentially jinx it or be like so overconfident of what I'm going to say when they win that I, I fuck it up, you know, but I, you have to, I think like it has to go through your mind. Well, uh, let me, let me put you on the spot there. I, I think I have a line here. So my line would be, if, if I'm the, the announcer, I would be like, I would make a dinosaur Patriots, <laughs> Tom Brady joke. I'd, I'd say not since the Patriots roam the earth has <laughs> such a dynasty dominated. The modern National Football League. That's pretty good. You see, I, 
somebody, somebody, you you look at a young Bill Walton. It's <laughs> 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 like right off the top of my head, I'm like, that's what I would like. I, I'd probably mention it's been a long, you want to mention that it's a long time. You definitely want to mention the Patriots. If anything, I, my criticism for my own work here would be like, you got to mention Tom Brady, Mahomes kind of like, if you're going to mention Patriots, that's the, the kind of linking you want to make. Uh, and then, you know, talk about it. Not since then have we seen this. Like, I'm thinking you want to point back to the last really notable dynasty and then yeah, well, I think they paint, them as, paint them as villains in everyone, people who don't like them in their eyes, or paint them as these world beaters in the fans of the Chiefs' eyes. Well, the comment that is so like concise and succinct enough, though, like it, it conveys the message that you wanted to convey. It like it gives credit to the Chiefs while also paying homage to to the Patriots and like getting a, a history lesson. It also kind of reminds people that are also fans of Jurassic Park uh, about that. Like, I think people are, are immediately going to you know know the imagery that you're going for there. Uh, I think that was really good. That was really do- well done. Do you got a line? I don't. <laughs> I was just so kind of in awe of uh, how well yours was and trying to, you know, do a minute on that. <laughs> I didn't come up with a thing of my own. Yeah. What, no. what he said, what Mark said, <laughs> what that guy said. I, I think my, I love that movie dodgeball. I mean, it's not like my favorite, but I, I'll watch it if it's on, but like I, that final call, like, do you believe in uncertainty? <laughs> <laughs> whoever whoever wrote that that's just do you believe in uncertainty <laughs> like it's just i really so, love the, the jason bateman character in that flick and how he does like color stuff and yeah and like it's some oh it's yeah oh it's so great <laughs> it's a bold strategy myself. <laughs> it really it's is so like <laughs> rg3 has got a little bit of that in <laughs> also his college games just for sure when he's not pandering for a job, but uh, let's get to our second taco. Who's who's your second taco for the NBA trade deadline has come and gone. And while to me, a spoiled purist who liked that Kobe played on the same team for his entire career, who finds it a bit annoying as shit that guys are on a new squad practically every season. I guess for fans of bubble teams who feel that they're just a puzzle piece away from a championship, it's nice to have some new blood come in and the players themselves can also greatly benefit. Maybe they've always wanted to play for the organization or spend more time in that host city. Maybe they've always liked this new coach's strategies or they get a chance to reunite with a college teammate. Of course, we can't forget the biggest motivating factor of all, the money. A chance (laughs) in scenery means potential trade contract talks and a chance for a player to tell an organization to put up or shut up in an award that I'm calling the if you want me, it's going to cost you a dollar taco. We find <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie recently traded to the LA Lakers, who has a championship incentive, which is the lowest in sports history. Just a single dollar. When Dinwiddie signed a three-year deal with the Washington Wizards in 2021, his agent Jason Glushan thought it would be funny to incentivize a championship. Dinwiddie said, quote, so in my last deal, there were a series of bonuses tied to winning and stuff like that. One of those things being the dollar championship bonus. A lot of people thought it was kind of funny at the time when I signed with the Wizards, but me and Glushan basically made a deal that we were going to keep it in whatever deal I signed, if possible, going forward. It's kind of like a thing me and him bond over, end quote. 
And when the Lakers agreed to honor the tradition, it meant for the first time since its inclusion, Dinwiddie might actually have an opportunity at cashing it in. He said, quote, now that I'm actually on a team that has championship aspirations, people are like, why the hell would you do a dollar? But it has more to do with the ties between me and my agent than anything monetary, end quote. Dinwiddie debuted with the Lake Show against the Pistons on Tuesday night, adding 6.7 assists and two rebounds and 31 minutes of action off the bench in a 125-111 to win. Even if you don't get a dollar, Dinwiddie, you've earned yourself an evil Mark Shotaka with Wrigley's Paw of Approval, and you can't really put a price on that. Is the uh, Let me play the song. Yeah, again. so in, in my last deal, there was a series of bonuses tied to a winning and stuff like that. Um, one of those being the dollar uh, championship bonus. Uh, a lot of people thought it was kind of funny at the time to sign to the Wizards. Uh, I, it is kind of silly, I guess. Like... <laughs> You'd be yeah, hoping like, that his, his agent buck. would be trying to get him a real bonus. You know what I mean? Like, eh, it's a <laughs> buck. That is weird. I did that. Well, I don't think he has anything to worry about right now. So, I just, I, yeah, I there's still a lot of season left. I don't know. I'm rooting for LeBron and the Lakers to get a championship uh, by any stretch. But uh, I'm definitely I, rooting against LeBron. And the yeah, I, I don't want him uh, tainting Kobe's legacy anymore. I was kind of actually. Uh, I saw the rumor that uh, the Warriors tried to get LeBron traded there to pair up with uh, Steph uh, and make uh, a more of a serious run as the Warriors. Uh, and like that at least would have gotten him out of LA. Like, I don't know that I could ever actually root for the Lakers again with, you know, Kobe being gone and all that LeBron has done to kind of to taint that. But um yeah, I don't yeah. need him having any more success in LA, you know, to, <laughs> to really kind of put the stamp on it. So, yeah, I, I was like, that guy's always in around whenever there's NBA deadline or free agents, like that, that Dimwitty is always Spencer Dimwitty is always around. He's always in the media. This is the guy who thinks he's going to be like an announcer or like a talking head. Yeah. He's always got like some it. kind of joke going on. Um, oh, I'm pumped about this next taco because it's a story from my own backyard with ties to ASU and some wild antics and a, ta- a chance to talk about the PGA's fifth major, the People's Open, also known as the Waste Management Open or as Arizona residents let's still call it the Phoenix Open. Now, I call this next taco the Animal House Phoenix Open Taco, and I'm giving it to the aforementioned Waste Management Open and its rambunctious fans. Now, Billy Horschel reached his breaking point with the rowdy crowd at the Waste Management Open. And he wasn't the only one. Several PGA pros were irked by the atmosphere in Scottsdale during Super Bowl weekend at the tournament. Zach Johnson had a meltdown shouting at a group of drunken fans after a previous encounter where he was allegedly told by the Phoenix fans, quote, this was the message from the from the peanut gallery, quote, we don't like you, end quote. <laughs> after an errant swing, uh, one fan even quipped, guess being an asshole doesn't help. Horschel seemed to have a legitimate complaint because it was during his backswing. Now, in a video capturing instance, fans can be heard chanting loudly as one of Horschel's playing partners lined up his shot, which is a big no-no. While it's fair game to banter with golfers before and after a shot, doing so during a shot, especially at the Waste Management Open, even at the Waste Management Open, is a major breach of etiquette. Horschel decided to address the unruly fans directly, turning back to give them a piece of his mind. And I'm reminded that golf is a and remind them that golf is his, quote, fucking job. <laughs> Let me play a little sound here from, from Horschel, uh, who was having none, none of the fans uh, of fun here at the Waste Management Open. 
It's all right. Go watch a shot. Get him next year. Buddy, when he's over a shot, shut the hell up. Come on. Damn golf shot here. It's a fucking job. Fans proceeded to dog him throughout the day, follow him around, and quote, this is Marshall's, point and laugh, end quote, <laughs> wherever he went on the golf course. This, of course, is classic sun double behavior, if I've ever heard it. A couple of hecklers shouldn't be that big of a deal. However, silence in the moments up to and during a golf shot is the bare minimum expectation, even at a, Riley, a rowdy a tournament like this one. And it's not like Horschel isn't in favor of the event. He was later seen throwing a football with some fans on number 16, but the fun fans were outnumbered by the drunken horde. It got so bad, the Waste Management Open had to shut down alcohol sales on Saturday because things were getting out of hand. And <laughs> let's hear from a bartender from the Phoenix Open, thanks to the power of TikTok. Here, let me find this guy here for you. So this is one of the bartenders who worked the Waste Management Open. Uh, TikTok, don't fight me. I know TikTok, you're gonna. The whole waste management just stopped serving alcohol, and I need someone at home to tell me why. As somebody that was bartending today when they told us to stop serving alcohol, let me tell you what we heard. So, around 1 30, when we were extremely busy, we were told by our boss to stop serving alcohol. Reason being was because the Scottsdale Police Department and the Scottsdale Fire Marshal told us to stop, and they stopped letting people in because there was almost a half a million people on the course at that one time. And the security that were supposed to be checking tickets at the gate just said, fuck this, and started letting everyone <laughs> so People were getting in for free. People were getting into VIP boxes for free where it's all you can drink. And eventually, everybody in the VIP boxes were like, ah, fuck it. We'll just serve everybody no matter what. Now, let me stop there. <laughs> There's been a couple of events in the Valley that I've been to. There's been two, exactly. There was the, uh, the Muhammad Ali dinner one time where where it's all the the celebrities are there and you can there's special tickets to it and stuff you know the right people you can like get snag a ticket there it's like a dress-up event we used to raise money for muhammad ali's charity but like that would be like where people would sneak in and then you could basically drink all night long uh in the open is another one usually it doesn't happen uh but it seems like in Arizona, when things get out of hand and there's a drunk crowd, they either try to slowly turn off the alcohol, like they start running out, or they're just there is a period that we're like, fuck it, let's just see how crazy it can get. <laughs> so I, I 100% believe this guy. Let, let me let him finish the story. And so everybody's getting extremely hammered. And on top of that, the behavior was just too out of control for them to manage with half a million people there. So when they told us to stop serving, we just stood around and hoped that they were going to say, okay, we can serve now in like a half hour. Hopefully some people will get out, but that never happened. After standing around for over two hours, they eventually said, we're done. We want everybody out. So everybody that was in general admission and not in a VIP skybox, they ended up leaving because they couldn't buy food. They couldn't buy non-alcoholic drinks and they couldn't buy alcoholic drinks. So there's really no point to be there because who cares about golf, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got both of my tacos featured TikTokers, and they're, they're both rather wily characters. <laughs> the one PGA event known for being rowdy got way too real in Scottsdale, and fans belted the 16th hole later with empty beer cans when security tried to uphold the rule of law. For all intents and purposes, I, I would like to describe it as a mostly peaceful PGA event. <laughs> But still, the drunken shenanigans were too much for event organizers, Scottsdale Police Department, and the PGA Tour. So how do you slow down a drunken horde? 
with tacos, Evil Mark Show tacos. Who can belt the course with empties or troll golfers when you have a frosty Bud Light in one hand and the other armed with this Mexican goodness? So cheers to you, Waste Management Open, for keeping it nice and drunk and toasty and showing off to the rest of the world that Phoenix is a party at all times, no matter <laughs> what event you're throwing. It's <laughs> great. It's it's it, it when I when I first heard that, I, I've I've been down there once or twice. Uh, always a great time. This year, I heard there was some talk of like they were like it's going to be so busy. Uh, the traffic alone you know, ruins the entire city because of that PG event. And then when you have these these weird years, I think it was like two years ago where you have because this waste management open is the weekend of the Super Bowl when you have the Super Bowl here. And the waste management open. Hmm. It's it's unbearable. Armageddon. You can't even you can't even go anywhere. You can't even move around the city. And, and there's no you don't expect a bus or a train because we don't do that at all. Because that's communism. We don't do any of that. So it, it, you, be, you better find a fucking car. <laughs> you better be prepared <laughs> to sit in that fucking car uh, unless you're scooting around downtown for a little bit. But yeah, it's it's unbelievable, uh, and, and I love the. Uh, they said there were so many beer cans that they had to open late for Sunday because of Saturday's shenanigans. That's incredible. Uh, who's your Who's your last talker for? As we record, pitchers and catchers have already put a full day in the books. Well, for most teams, anyway. A handful of clubs begin their first day on Thursday when our episode is released, unless they're the overachieving Dodgers who have their batteries show up already last Friday on February 9th. Jeez, like we already know you're going to win the World Series. Don't be so overeager to run it in our, rub it in our face. <laughs> so the very long baseball season has essentially begun. And for one person especially, she could not be any happier. And an award that I'm calling the Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Taco, and I feel only Forrest Gump can deliver. And we was all Boys together, Jenny, 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 I think this clip is longer than the Nick Cage clip, actually. Uh, yeah, I think so. Always oh, I, a little bit anyway. Wow. <laughs> that is Well, now that we played that Bama valedictorian, we have to try to salvage this to celebrate it rather than make it out like a joke because it is indeed significant and celebratory. Jenny Kavnar was announced on Tuesday by NBC Sports California as the new primary play-by-play announcer for the Oakland A's TV broadcast. Kavnar is the first woman to hold that position in MLB history. She spent the past 12 years as the Colorado Rockies pregame and postgame show host for the AT&T Sportsnet Rocky Mountain Channel and acted as backup play-by-play announcer. In 2018, she was the first woman since 1993 to call play-by-play for a full MLB game. She's a five-time Emmy winner and the winner of the 2021 National Sports Media Administration's Colorado Sportscaster of the Year Award, 
the first woman to do so. And Kavanaugh herself says, quote, it is a dream come true to join the broadcast team for the Oakland A's and their rich baseball history. Growing up the daughter of a baseball coach, I have loved the game from a young age, along with the stories, histories, and relationship the game provides. I'm excited to start my 18th season as a major league broadcaster with my good friend, Dallas Braden, and share our experiences with the loyal fans of the athletics as we go on this ride together, end quote. It does feel a little cruel that she gets stuck covering the A's, <laughs> a bottom-of-the-barrel team that barely finds an audience in the stands or likely on TV. Also an organization in flux that has one foot out of Oakland already trying to secure new digs in Vegas. But hey, you got to start somewhere, right? Before Jared can get on it to Armis, he has to work his way up with <laughs> Agatha the Armis. <laughs> and that joke is just for me and Mark. In all sincerity, though, congratulations, a sincere congratulations to Jenny Kavnar. Enjoy this evil Mark Shirtako. It might not be an Emmy, but it is the tastiest award in all sports, so it damn sure tastes better. <laughs> Let me see if I got a little sound here of uh, her announcing. Worked a 2-1 count. And that ball is shot into left field. Fire up to Fountains. She's gone. I love it. see it's like it's it's okay but they're all just okay like <laughs> like you know what i mean i don't like really any of them <laughs> yeah just no well i mean you like bill walton right? i like bill walton I, 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 but baseball wise like I, I i always liked vin scully but even then at the very end vin scully was getting very vin scully like it's <laughs> He was still oh a legend. God, he'd been doing it for what ninety years at that point. So yeah, I mean, he had your he had granddad energy where like you can't you can't trash him because of all the the Filipinos he he killed in bayonet battles in World War II. Like you can't dog him out. You can't. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how many guys he's shown his own guts? You know, like you, you can't you can't dog him out. But still, you, at the end, you're like Jesus Christ, this got hurried up, granddad. <laughs> like. <laughs> He's got that kind of cred, but yeah, no, I don't like. She's okay. They're all just okay. I I don't need to hear them. Uh, he's better. She's better than Joe Buck. I'll give her that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, almost everybody is. Like, I think I'd she, rather listen to the. To, well, I don't even know what. I know there's a lady who used to be on Yes, who used to call a lot of the Yankee games. Like, and she, she had like a hook, and she was like, ah, like she had a very, very like heightened like where she's like trying to become unique. Like this lady just seems like this is a bread and butter. It sounds like she, she's right there. Like total pro not trying to be a spectacle. Like the, the Yankee lady. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. We'll see how well it goes. Like I say, I mean, it's for the A's, like who knows how long they're even going to be in Oakland. You know, they're trying to get out of there and move to Vegas. And so I don't know if this, you know, the position would, last through a move but uh hey i mean i i think it's cool that she's at least getting an opportunity so i'm oh, proud to her get my next story queued up here <laughs> every time i'm gonna retweet that uh 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 <laughs> <that> jenny thing <laughs> let me find this next one here ah here he is okay 
So I will get to our last cycle with the eyes of the world, including the betting world on the Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58. One intrepid gambler and Super Bowl attendee decided to take matters into his own hands by killing two birds with one stone during the big game. I call this last taco the we're going streaking bet. And I'm giving it to TikTok user The Robbie Show, who you can find at T-H-E, these P-H-E-W, these few. Here, I'll let my boy explain the process. This is who this guy is, and this is what he did. I was the Super Bowl streaker at the game last night, and I just got let out of jail this morning. And a lot of people are asking me why I was streaking at the Super Bowl. I live here in Vegas, and when I saw that you could bet on whether or not there would be a streaker during the Super Bowl, I knew I had to go down to the casino and place a $20,000 bet. After I pl- <laughs> Okay, so that's who this guy is. But hold on. Let me set the table before he gives the rest of the explanation. During Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, a, a streaker made a bold appearance at about 6.14 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday. Uh, ABC 10 host Kevin John captured the moment tweeting, we have a streaker on the field, along with a video of the streaker darting onto the field near the Chiefs end zone. Security swiftly intervened, tackling the individual around the 10-yard line. Additional footage showed the streaker shirtless, evading Chiefs players and coaches as they attempted to stop him. Ultimately, security managed to escort the streaker off the field, ending the brief disruption. Here's a little bit of sound of the streaker. Let me, uh, let me find him. Here we go. Here's a little bit of sound from the streaker. That's him running from the crowd. Here's another angle. He's shaking. He's shaking and baking. And uh, uh, here, let me see. This one's right here. Everybody, everybody at the Super Bowl got got their cameras. And this was actually announced on the telecast. The streaker was running around and was on the field. Uh, but like I said, let me let me bring, let me throw it back to my bro. He'll kind of explain the rest of the bet. Place the bet. I went and bought a ticket for ten thousand dollars so that I could control my own destiny. And then when the time was right, I hopped the fence and started sprinting out onto the field. I mean, you saw me. I kind of juked that first security guard, but I lost my traction. I should have wore cleats. I was in tennis shoes and I kind of slipped out. I didn't have the speed that I normally do have. And then they arrested me. But it was honestly totally worth it. I spent $10,000 on the ticket, but I made 20 back on the wager. So I'm up $10,000. Yeah, I had to spend a night in jail, but I absolutely had a ball being center stage in front of 80,000 people. Like, like that's what Taylor Swift must feel like. Everybody's staring at you. You're having a good time. I, w- I might do it again. I might. It's not a bad idea. He is a, if you can believe it, I know this is going to be a a tough reach. I don't know if you're going to buy this, but when you watch his other TikToks and and what you find out, what I found out online, he's a disgraced lawyer who lost his license to practice law. Checks out. (laughs) In the state of Nevada. So it just kind of tells you what he's about. And so that's right. The dude decided he was going to commit a crime. And it was worth the cost of the Super Bowl pick ticket, and he'd get the extra $10,000. So he basically bet on himself. They say he can't be the winner because he knew the outcome. Now, in a country where Congress members continually beat stock market forecasters and amass fortunes, one lone, stre- one lone streaker is being denied by Vegas for being a sharp, a dude who knew what was going to happen because he made it happen. There would be a streaker because he was going to be the streaker. That's not knowing beforehand. That's just getting the job done. And of course, the sage continue. And of course, 
Evil Mark Show will be watching this man's career. The saga continues. And uh, we will be watching his career with great interest. And I'm rooting for him to clean up. Supposedly, uh, the payout was $20,000. So he gets he's up 10 Gs. Not a bad way to turn a dollar in this economy. And on top of his bet, I think he should win, by the way. I'm also rewarding this man with an Evil Mark Show taco for his pure dedication to gambling and not just being a whiner on the sideline with a losing ticket, but taking action to make his sports betting dream a reality. So here's to you, here's to you, TikTok user, the Robbie show at these T H E S E few P H E W. Now you have a Super Bowl seat, a winning bet, and an evil mark show taco. Dreams really do come true, but let me give you a postscript. There was one postscript to the story. There was a, this unfortunately, Eric. Well, first let me get your let me get your thoughts on the Super Bowl streaker and a man who bets on himself to be a streaker. Well but is he I, I was hearing all kinds of reports that like the the tickets themselves were like the most expensive in history. And like, even the cheapest seats were going for what, like $7,000 plus. Mm-hmm. So if, if he paid 10 grand for on the bet and he, even if he got the cheapest $7,000 seat, like he's only really up three grand at that point. Right. Yeah. Well, once you factor out the ticket, <laughs> So like he's claiming that he doubled up on the bet because it was a $20,000 payout, but he really only cleared $3,000. Plus he had to spend the night in jail. And like, I don't know, like he's talking he's about gonna... how it was worthwhile. Like, I don't know, man, it doesn't seem like it's really all that it's cracked up to be. That, I mean, what's the unhinged part that like, I'm going to bet on a streaker and I will be my own streaker or the, uh, his comparison that this must be what Taylor Swift. Yeah. Does. That's, that's the big thing. Like, I, it actually is kind of ingenious. Like, I mean, like, I, I get where the kind of the casino is coming from. Like they're saying, oh, well, he gamed the system or whatever. But like you mentioned with the stocks, like that kind of stuff happens all the time. Like he just, uh, I mean, why would they even have a bet like that in the first place of whether that was going to be a streaker? Like this guy just, he, he made it happen. It's like, uh, I, uh, they're always looking for a way to kind of welch on. Yeah. If they, yeah. It there's nothing there that says you can't be it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Here's the sad postscript. Uh, let me do my uh, – uh, what's that guy's name? Is it Brian Gumbel? Or, or, which one's the fat one? And which one's the, the one that's on Real Sports? That's Brian Gumbel, right? Brian, yeah, Brian. Brian. Yes. <laughs> you know, I love the when he, gives the when he gives that final monologue that's extremely condescending. <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> and he's like, we'll see if those people live. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the greatest was when he was interviewing, I forget, like some athlete who was, who was sexually abusing or harassing somebody. And then he baits this guy with, he's like, he's like, yeah, it was just, it just, it was a situation that happened. And the guy in the the sports player goes, yeah, it's just a situation that happened. And Brian Gum goes wrong place. And the guy goes, yeah, wrong place. He goes wrong time. And the guy repeats him. Yeah. Wrong time. And he goes, Again, <laughs> like, oh, like Brian Gumble just seems like he set this fucking guy up for the kill shot. But <laughs> let me set you up with a postscript here. So, not all Super Bowl dreams uh, end up being, not all our Super Bowl fantasies turn out to be the dreams in reality. A lot of them turn into nightmares. A lot of times when we do these underhanded tactics or when we take shortcuts, they always seem to catch up to us. So, here's a little postscript from, from the Robbie show about what happened today. 
The casino is refusing to pay my Super Bowl bet after I bet on the fact that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl, and then I bought a ticket to the Super Bowl and was that streaker. And then a sit- <laughs> He's so matter of fact, I love it. Then U.S. Senator was asked about my viral video and was said, oh, of course he shouldn't get paid out. It's like he had inside information on the sports bet. So I went ahead and looked up the congressman, and guess what he does? He insider trades stocks based off of classified information that he has in Congress that the rest of us in the general public do not have access to. And now he's out here talking about how I don't deserve the money. Get out of here, man. He's out here buying stocks before certain bills get passed. That's going to make the stocks shoot straight. See, Eric, how do you fall on the, on the, uh, uh, mollification of, uh, I'm not such a bad, guy there's way worse guys <laughs> if <laughs> right. i just summed up his argument correct is that am i <laughs> basically it? Uh, i mean it, it's hard to argue with the point that he's making because that is fucked up like a congressman who's already who's already making six figures like ostensibly right who then you know makes even more money with the insider trading like yeah he's definitely got a point but it's just like yeah we're, we're still like we're still glossing over the fact that you kind of like are you, committed fraud or a crime right yourself like i mean i uh i don't know i now, now the hmm. sport the sports betters in the comment section of this tiktok video were having none of it let me this this is not me this is this first one is dean martin 525 he says i mean dude you're a fucking regard which is uh, i think it's, it means retard but it's a nicer way of not saying that. Uh, have someone else place the bet for you. That was the obvious void of all time. Uh, Eric Berg QVIS145 says, you dumb fucking shit show. <laughs> you should have kept private until cash, until you cashed your bet mm-hmm. and then came out and said you was the streaker. There was also Shannon Lynn 414. There was a second streaker. You didn't need to streak and you still would have won the bet. <laughs> Which is the real, like, if that's my strategy, I'm definitely waiting till near the end of the fourth quarter until I'm out of all my options, right? Before- yeah, well, plus, I mean, you paid a ticket for the game. Don't you want to see the game? Like, you're going to spend the rest of the night in a cell, like, at least watch the game <laughs> like that's a wait, really good wait. point <laughs> uh dude has beef with a u.s senator lll uh this wolf dude says he was not a streaker a streaker would imply that he was completely naked this guy wasn't he is not a streaker <laughs> i mean- I mean, that, like the semantics for getting mad, like the guy wanted to see him hang dong or what? Like, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's talking about it. He's not a streaker. He's just a shirtless asshole that stormed the field. Like, it's just much more concise to say streaker than shirtless asshole that stormed the field. Like, let's... every sports fan's like, no, you, that doesn't count. <laughs> he's not a real streaker. Uh, this literally happened once before. Same outcome, no payout. Why don't you do your homework? <laughs> you can't bet and then be the one to make it happen. That's not how that works. That senator can't physically make the stocks go up before he buys it. Just already knows the reason there's a difference. You're wrong. <laughs> mm. 
No, that's a stupid argument. He knows the difference and he knows that uh, the stock is going to increase. So, yeah, the guy like that's again, that's speaking on a technicality. The (laughs) senator himself is not making the stock increase, but he knows that it's going to. That's the whole that's the definition of insider trading. (laughs) So that comment is that's that comments regarded. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like some of the defense attorney's plan for when all these chickens come home to roost. Well, you know, he, he doesn't make the price go up. You know, you gotta you gotta blame like the the day traders and then <laughs> and the the guys on Wall Street bets. Those are the guys who are pushing the price up for this poor senator. He did, he can't make it go up. These are all the GameStop people, the GameStop kids, <laughs> just screwing everything up every time. I I, I gotta tell you, it's like. I love that story. I just recently saw that movie. Uh, was it Dumb Money? Mm-hmm. Paul Dana, really, really great. Um, even the, the guy from Saturday Night Live, I'm not really a fan of his uh, Pete Davidson, but he, I liked him in that movie. It kind of was like right up his alley. Uh, really, really good, really in, close to it. I remember I was following along on that on Reddit when all that stuff was going down. Were you a Wall Street bet degenerate? Or did you ever get caught up in all that? No, I'm kind of kicking myself though because that that was the I think like the heyday of like Robin Hood. Like everybody in and their brother like had like a Robin Hood account, and we kind of got like kind of suckered into it at the time or whatever. And it was like I always like I was just gonna get, uh, you know, I had like stock in Chewy and whatever. I was just trying to get like you know stocks and in, in companies that I actually liked and cared about. Uh, and I was thinking really hard about GameStop and just like didn't pull the trigger because it's like, man, like this company is like almost defunct. Like, am I just like, I'll be throwing my money away essentially because this, this place is probably going to be bankrupt like shortly <laughs> here. So I just didn't pull the trigger. And then, wow, like what a few months later, it's just like you fucking ballooned up. And I'm like, man, kicking myself. <laughs> I see. I, I never got in on GameStop. I was there for all this stuff on Reddit, but I was one of the, Gosh, I was always like second. I always chose the the second option here. Like I, when I growing up, instead of being a WWF fan, I was a WCW fan. Like you know, <laughs> and it's like growing up loving RC Cola. Like yeah, other RC Cola enjoyers probably can you know find some differences. Everyone else is like ew, like it's gross. How did you live that kind of life? So. I, again, I I did not go with GameStop. There was a, also a group that was pushing AMC, which did all right. Which moved up, but it was not anything like what GameStop's historic. Uh, and the movie's pretty accurate to it. It's, it's pretty damn accurate to it. But uh, I always I, like I, when when we start getting into these like who's insider trading. Like I, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I feel like everybody is. Like it seems like it's a rigged all the way around. Mm-hmm. Other than ship, God bless ship, and, and no property. Other than cryptocurrency, <laughs> to me, I'm like, I, I definitely will, and I'm more of a libertarian. But like, I'm like, you should put this in a mattress or under some drywall. Like, I definitely do not believe in the banking system. But at the same time, if the banking system were to collapse, then the paper money wouldn't be would even be worth insulation, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. For sure. Like it'll be kindling, right? Like <laughs> when we have the uh, Mad Max Furiosa kind of uh, dystopia, we can use it to burn stuff. Yeah, I mean that's all it would be good for at that point in time, anyway. So clothes, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Making a suit out of a hundred dollar bills. <laughs> 
it makes it is kind of, it is kind of waterproof. It does bounce back pretty good. It does well on the elements. Yeah, it can make rub- a tent. <laughs> yeah, I don't pay for money. Yeah, funny. <laughs> well, the way this inflation is going, we're going to do that to buy a loaf of bread. No, no, I'm joking. So that was Taco Thursday, our version of a weekly award show where the winners receive the Tasty Awards. Anyone can get a taco. Congrats to all our winners. So as we wrap up the show, I want to mention Ship Token. Unlike GameStop, you know what I'm just going to say about GameStop? That whole time when everyone's going gaga about GameStop, like I remember every time I go to a GameStop, it's the most depressing, saddest fucking store I've ever been in. I, it's it's like there's there's Funko Pops like falling over on the floor. There are these weird like third party uh, uh, joysticks and controllers. There's there's this like little tiny section of Nintendo Switch stuff and this huge Xbox section. And then there's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures, but they're all April O'Neil. Like it's oh, it's never like. <laughs> Right? Am I am I just in the wrong area? Isn't this? Didn't I just describe like every game? Yeah, in America? I, I, I think like that's yeah, ninety percent of them or more. Yeah, they so, are like pretty sad. I mean, like that used to be when everybody was buying physical media. That used to be like the place to go, and like mm-hmm. that, like their rewards program was pretty cool. Like you can buy a game at full price and then trade it in, and you actually got like decent credit. You know, at the time for. Uh, that was always a pretty neat thing. And then buying used games, that was cool. But like now everything's digital and they're just like, yeah, they're, they're on the last legs, man. That's I was, I, I was always sick. a one, I was always a one year behind guy. So I'd be like, I've never, I've never buy new only buy used. So like, hey, yeah, everyone had enjoyed Morrowind before I got on there. Like Elder Scrolls, everyone had already played it. And it was already like, uh, uh, inside joke, but by the time I got to it, I was like, I'm waiting for the 1999, you know, one year out game of the year edition kind of shit. Then, then I'm in, but I, there's only a handful of games I've ever bought brand new, but like now it's like $70, 80. I don't even know how I know Jared's a pretty avid gamer. I, I'm pretty, I can, I, I find myself regressing. I, I think the last one I bought was. A pretty nice coinage was Diablo Four. What's the last one you bought? I know everyone's talking about Boulder's Gate. I get that email all the time. I don't know why I would like Boulder's Gate. Yeah, I don't think you would. I mean, that's very magic and treasure. I think the two no. things that you hate the most. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Um, last full price game. Um. that uh sorry i know this is compelling radio (laughs) you're thinking like i've gotten a lot of like uh like i just bought the resident evil 3 remake like that was that came out a number of years ago i got that on a super sale i got another game headbangers it's about it's like a rhythm based game with these pigeons i got that on sale like I've, (laughs) i've been i've bought a lot of games on sale like the last full price game i think i bought was also yeah diablo 4 diablo 4 yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. People are like, you should check out Boulder's Game. I'm like, I don't think it's ever going to happen for me. I, I just no, it's one of those. Absolutely not. If you didn't like Diablo, you definitely would not like Baldur's Gate. That's for sure. Since we're, we're we're running a little early here, can that can we discuss the movie Dirty Dancing? <laughs> sure. Now, 
I went and I saw this last night for Harkins Tuesday night classic. Next week is the Godfather two. That's how disjointed the classics are. The week before that was Malcolm X. So <laughs> I saw Malcolm X, and then I saw uh, which I forgot was so fucking long. Uh, and then uh, this week was Dirty Dancing. So now I had mixed up all my Patrick Swayze movies in my mind. Um, you thought you were going to see Roadhouse? <laughs> I I was getting Roadhouse and the one where um, John Lithgow is the dad who doesn't allow dancing. But that's but not – that's a different movie. That's Kevin different. Bacon. Yeah, that's Kevin <laughs> Bacon. I'm going into this movie. I'm like – I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm like, where's John Lithgow? I'm like I'm, – I'm like, Jerry Orbach is the dad. That doesn't make sense. I thought – where's john lithgow i mean it should be like a really young john lithgow and i'm waiting and i'm waiting for this thing to happen and then like i watched that whole movie going in there thinking like yeah i've seen this a hundred times i had never seen dirty dancing before never really okay never before everything was new the the entire the plot the riches versus you know slobs versus snobs rich poor you know dynamic the uh the the uh the extra layer of her name being baby and being naive like i i get it i get it wasn't uh was kind of surprised this this goes back to my uh idea again when we look back at movies through and you'll you'll enjoy this as a man who hosts a movie podcast like some some of them are uggos right like patrick (laughs) swayze looks better than she does she's pretty rough like this goes back to the, I don't know, but you know what someone said? I think it was a uh, Maze Man or Mizumi. I always get mixed up. When we originally make, when I originally make those comments uh, months ago, he was like, he's like, no, that's what makes it more real. That <laughs> this would be a quote regular looking guy, but really like Tom Hanks in that kind of weird role. Like it's a better looking guy. But he's pining away for an ugly woman. He's like, that makes sense. It happens all the time in life. That's what gives the movie a grounded in reality. And I was like, you know what? I was trying last night to to give road. If, road see, I wanted it to be Roadhouse, but Dirty Dancing to pass. I just couldn't make it through it. I just couldn't do it. I had to walk out. Really? You didn't? I, you, you didn't say to the end? Nope. I got to the third act uh, where they go to the dance competition where she where she's filling in for for the uh, the abortion lady. <laughs> I forget the character's name. So you didn't even hear the iconic line: "No one puts baby in the corner." No, I I, oh, I could not make it. I got to the start of the third act, and I was just like, I was like, I don't care. I also <laughs> wow. I, well. I, I hate to bring it up during Black History Month, but I also did walk out on Malcolm X because I was like, not out of any political protest, just because I I forgot it's three and a half hours. <laughs> and after about two and a half hours, I was like, okay, like I get it, I get it. Like, <laughs> when when do we go to Mecca? When do we make the change? Wow, <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking out the theater, I'm like, I'm like, I want. First of all, I was going. <laughs> Whole, there wasn't a lot of people there. So there was like twenty people. It was the only person who was not black who was there. <laughs> uh, Malcolm X, I assume, not. Yeah, 
It would be great if it was Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Dirty Dancing was black a, like people love Dirty Dancing. I just... All black people. Uh, <laughs> what it was was it was a lot of women my age and just a little bit older. It, it, it was like if if Targo if Target had a disco night, <laughs> like a singles mixer, that would be this crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some some hearty, good looking cookie. <laughs> Cookie a meal and rock your world, kind of women. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. some real salt of the I, earth shit. I love how you say how you lead with hearty. Like I, I'm sure you meant uh, another word. Sturdy. No, I meant hearty, sturdy. Like sturdy. Sturdy. I, I, I still think that you're you're uh, you're shuffling around the word that you really mean to say. I mean sturdy. I mean like a solid base. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's who this crowd was no the, the malcolm x crowd was like all black i'm front row like right in the middle so already i'm like okay great like now i'm already like i bought the middle ticket like purposely <laughs> because they're only they're only five dollars like I'll, I'll i get the one and the one next to me so i don't have anyone near me <laughs> so, and i didn't really think about it i was like oh no what if it really starts to pile in here then it will be me with these seats on either side of me is to keep other people away. So, so what you, you buy three tickets. Is that what you saying? Yeah. Mine. And then two, the other, the, on either side. <laughs> okay. All right. So <laughs> you're not really taking advantage of the, the cheaper price. Then is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, those, do, do you, do you always do this to every move? Like even a full price price. Ticket? Uh, no, it, you- it, a full price one. I'll suck it up. I'll just get the one seat. I'll just okay. deal with it. I'll just, I'm going to take my chances. I'll look on the little map and I'll try to find something that's kind of weirdly placed to kind of keep people away. But sometimes you lose. But for these $5 ones, yeah, I go three. I, okay. Even when sometimes when I go to a Dimeback game and I'm sitting in the sand, sometimes I'll even I'll do a three-year right there just so I can get that little bit of extra room. I, I just really? like the – I'm just like you can just space it out. And then what I'll do is I'll buy these three seats, especially for a Diamondbacks game, and they're five, five, five. And then I'll just go up to the the Four Peaks, the the bar that's there with a with an overview, and just chill out there. I think it's a cold beer and cheeseburgers now, but yeah, like I, like I'm like I'll sit down with the crowd for like a I'm like a a, a Central American dictator. Like I'm in the crowd for all of like <laughs> an inning or two innings, and then I'm like, okay, great. Now I've been with the people. Now it's time to retire <laughs> to the. <laughs> to the restaurant on the, on the second floor and and maybe go out on the balcony and look at all you people and wave at you and enjoy the scene with you but <laughs> then I'll be able to go back into the building and enjoy a, a cheeseburger and watch it on TV while inside the building <laughs> me and Imelda in her shoes looking down on the mud people Oh it's it, it really is a wonderful feeling. There's nothing better than than even better is I once worked in a 30 second story of a building, and like our our we shared a, a a conference room. They got turned into nine cubicle spaces, and my cubicle space is like faced the window. I think I was getting paid like seventeen dollars an hour or something ridiculous, like something really, really. No, it was even worse than that. I think it was like twelve dollars an hour, and but my seat was like right next to this thirty seconds story window, and it had a nice look out of the. Uh, That's cool. Of the South Valley, so it was like the greatest view of all time that I've ever had at a job. But uh, I used to just like stand at the window 
then you could look down like directly down with Caesar Chavez Park. And that back then, before they tore it down and they turned it into a bowling alley and a CVS and a and, and a shopping mall center. Before that, it was Caesar Chavez Park. And you could see all the people down. That's where like homeless people used to be. So I used to get in in the morning at seven or six, and then I could watch the sunrise and I'd be looking down at the park at the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this ultimate and then when it rained that was also another great moment because you could just see everybody down there just scurrying about and you're like hmm. gives you a very dr doom kind of confidence it's just <laughs> like yes look at all of them mm. <laughs> and they say i'm not and they say i'm, I'm not pious look at them i don't destroy all of them <laughs> oh man yeah, if you wanted to get, certainly living up to the title today. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? Uh, I wonder why. As we wrap up the show, I do want to mention Shib Token. Shib Token is great. I'm invested. I'm Shib multi millionaire. Uh, love Shibby Inu. I'm not even telling you to buy Shib. I'm telling you to do your own research, read more information about Shib, learn about Web 3.0. Don't be left behind everyone else. If people are saying it's too late to get in, not true with SHIB. SHIB is still low-priced, ready to go. Uh, saw a Shibinarium report the other day. A thousand uses for SHIB was the white paper title. Uh, a currency is what it's worth uh, based on how many there is, but it's also based on what it can do where you can actually spend it. SHIB has a thousand ways to spend SHIB, a $5 billion market cap. Make sure you're looking at SHIB when you're thinking about investments. Just do your own research at SHIB Token on Twitter. There you're going to find more information. Also, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter uh, slash X at EVLMRK and look for hashtag EMS209 for special links, tweets, pictures, or stories. Everything we talked about in our tacos and in our New York Minute and in our Waffle House Minute will be tweets. So look for those tomorrow. Try to post that link for the show. And then throughout the day, we drop these in uh, every couple hours. They get put in the automator. So you'll get the, you'll get the link to the article that we discussed. And I know, I know what you're going to say, Eric is like, no, I, I don't think so. Go yeah, ahead and finish. But- you're going to say you never link your show. Cause I was waiting on your feed for, for when your podcast episode dropped, I was like, it drops on a Tuesday. Where's the, like, where's the link? Where's the link? When is this thing going to go live? And uh, I was waiting. Is that what you were going to say? No, I was oh. I was going to say that I uh, I just realized that I misspoke very badly before about Southampton. I was thinking of Sunderland, oh. Southampton. <laughs> I said all that stuff about the Black Cats, which is actually Sunderland, not Southampton. They did used to be in the Premier Premier League, but now they're in the Championship, which is the second tier. So yes. Uh, all those things that I said about Southampton, I was actually referring to Sunderland, which is on the Eastern Seaboard. But well, good. My fault. Southampton is on the South. <laughs> it's the name Southampton. Oh, Southampton. Okay. Yeah. Who are these so my apologies. people are? If they're still listening at this point, they're probably the fucking ignorant Yankee wanker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you damn, you, you guys hate, you hate the UK. I mean, I definitely hate the UK, but <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, who my I, apologies. you know, the one I like is that Kate Middleton. See, there's a hardy one. She's, a, she's hardy in the face. She's like a hardy, <laughs> sturdy, sturdy woman. Yeah. She's, a, she's <laughs> like, like, it, it, if you hurt yourself, she could go chop wood. Like, <laughs> not pretty effectively, but she could go chop some wood. 
she looks uh, pretty hearty. Um, also, uh, make sure you're following us on TikTok at Ask Evil Mark. Today, I want to thank executive producer Jennifer and Schenectady, uh, Jared of the podcast Nobody's Listening, our Friday co-host. He will join me on Friday. We're going to finally do Mansters, and we're going to give our final takes on the Super Bowl. This will be our season finale for the uh, Friday show. Um, Jared will be back for special content, but I feel like this is going to be our uh, uh, NFL season finale with the Friday show as me and Jared are going to be putting all of our efforts into our TikTok video project. So look for more interesting stuff to come. Um, and there will be bonus stuff that shows up on Friday uh, if you're part of the in crowd. So on Apple, you can go to EMS plus um, everywhere else, uh, use the link to our discord and you'll find the right links or just email me at show at evilmark.com. Once again, show at evilmark.com. Also, I want to thank today's co-host, Eric. Eric, tell everyone where they can find Final Under Entertainment and what is it about one more time. Thank you very much. Final Entertainment available on all podcast platforms. Uh, season's all about movies. Uh, Mark is going to be a frequent guest. If you do like Jared, he is always the co-host and the super producer bringing his very interesting takes on films. Uh, he tends to do these really weird deep dives into things there's a i think you'll like the conversation about boonax things there's a whole jared conversation like a, a 10 minute thing where with him and david just riffing on guns and would the gun really go, have gone off that way uh so oh my god oh so my god. Uh, yeah you'll uh you'll either like or hate that i i don't know so uh hopefully everyone will give that a listen uh yeah a whole season worth of movies before a whole season worth of music related stuff of which mark was a frequent guest and this season is all about movies again so please come and join us and um we're doing this thing called very important questions at the end where i'm asking uh 10 questions like three questions each about each film and then like a mashup question i'm asking a would you rather question for every single one of these. And I'm also posting those to Twitter. So if you go to at file under pod on X, you can vote along and have your voice be heard. And I will mention it in the subsequent episode. So please go check it out. You know, I, I love cars. I love guns, but I hate movie gun nuts or, you know, gun nerds. And I hate movie car nerds. Like, look at that. That's a, a 71 coot. Like, no. Like no, <laughs> just no. I feel the same way about Gunner. So there, there was a, a debate about the. Oh, I can't wait to listen to this episode. This is the latest one, uh, Boondock <laughs> Saints. Uh, man, that's I, in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And what was the third one? It was I didn't get a chance to watch that one. So Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood of the Wolf. I, I know you guys have explained it to me. Said it might be up my alley. I'm definitely going to listen to your conversation about it. See what you guys have to say. Uh, fascinated by both of those first two movies. Kind of interested in the third. So file under entertainment. Look for that B episode. Um, and make sure you email us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or you just want to reach out. Show at evilmark.com. Once again, that's show at evilmark.com. All right. On this Valentine's Day, as we record, as this post Valentine's Day, Mistress Day uh, for 2024, we celebrate love. Now, I don't know if a sports talk show is the best place to find commentary on it, but sports itself might have some moments you love, if you love love. So let's go back to Super Bowl Sunday, and of course, the story that defined an entire NFL year got its ultimate moment in a postseason Super Bowl winning embrace between America's real sweetheart. No, not the Missouri Tigers. I'm, of course, talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So as we take you out of here today, we're going to listen in on these sweet words shared on a hot mic. 
and recognize the love that can simply be sent and expressed by just saying thank you. So until next time, be ungovernable, be uncompromising, but most importantly, be kind. Here's a hot mic picking up Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's sweet exchange on the field while celebrating a Super Bowl 58 win. Thank you for oh, coming, I baby. I can't believe that. Thank I you. I can't believe you. Can't Thank you for the support. How did you Thank do you for that? coming. <laughs> Thank you for making it across our way across the world. You're the best, baby. Oh my god. The absolute best. Was it electric? It was unbelievable.